Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is Thursday, May the 25th, Memorial Day weekend, the best sports weekend of the year. Excuse My me. Name is, yeah, we got Coke 600, longest NASCAR race of the year. You Indy got that 500, Monaco Grand Prix. Look on your mouth because you know you're kidding. Your mouth I'm goes. Kid, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. Best sports weekend of the year. What is Channel it? C Coke, Coke 600, Indy 500. What else? Monaco. For I, I've heard. One. That Monaco is the most overrated F1 event. but Yeah, it's I, a terrible race. It's a horrible race. All right. All right, go on. Uh, you, you're 100% you're, you're wrong, and you don't believe anything you're saying right now, but go ahead. Big weekend for our friends at Fairway, because every, everybody's out there smoking meat, grilling meat. Memorial Day weekend. Remind you to go and buy your meat from Fairway, heading up to the big holiday weekend. I'm heading down to the Ozarks. Tomorrow after uh, picking up Cammy from school, you've been to the Ozarks. Uh, I have. I've not stayed there, but I've been there. Um, I my wife had family in Podo, Oklahoma, which was near the Ozarks, and um, we would go to um, Branson that area. Uh, that's not, and we would drive through the Ozarks. Branson's not the real Ozarks. Well, I understand, but I, I've I've been to the area. The, the closest I've ever been to the Ozarks is, uh, or being in the Ozarks is watching the program. One of yeah. the greatest shows of all time on Netflix. I, I don't disagree with you there. That is, uh, if you haven't watched that show, and you're and you're watching or, or listening today, start that with your uh, Memorial Day weekend. Start. Start watching that bad boy. You will not regret it. What are you doing with your cup? What? Well, Luke Luke wants to know what drink I'm sodomizing my tongue with. Is this iced tea? No, Luke, come on. If you're a regular a watcher Mary? of the program. Looks like dehydrated urine. <laughs> it's just cold brew coffee. Hello, Matt Van Winkle. Welcome him to the program today. Good morning. 
It looks What's like a on? Bloody Mary. It's cold brew coffee. I had a horrible night. A horrible night. This is the back-to-back nights that have been horrible. The dog keeps throwing up. Do you want to get nine hours of sleep? No. I'm, I didn't fall asleep till after 2 a.m. The dog keeps throwing up grass in the middle of the night, but she keeps moving around and jumping on and off the bed until she pukes, which lasts... It, it, she's doing this for hours before she actually pukes. She didn't puke until 4.30. She Make was jumping on and off the bed beginning at 10, huh? Put some peroxide yeah. in a bowl. Okay. Have her drink it, and it'll make her puke, and it's safe. If if we know she's going to throw up. We, yeah. we, we weren't sure. We, we we didn't know what was going on, but... Oh, it's, or uh, you could it, just pin her down and put your fingers all the way down her throat and make her throw up. <laughs> I just need to fi- figure out a way to get her to stop eating grass. And I don't know how to do that. Get her a shock collar. And every time yeah. you see her eating grass, shock her. All right. Well, it, it, we might have to get to... Um, might have to go to that. She's almost six years old. It's her birthday week. She's never had a shock collar. We Your might dog have to has get a one birthday week? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> She's our only kid. I get it, man. I get it. I've been there before. I I totally understand. Our dog's like that, too. He's an old bastard now, though. Old Dirks. Where's he at? I ran upstairs. But Anyways, <clears throat> we actually have a, a, a lot of sports topics to get to today. A lot going on. The, the Pac-12 is a disaster. I'll dance on its grave later on. I'm finally getting over whatever the hell I've had. Van Winks was at the... Uh, what did you go to Minneapolis yesterday for the Giants game? You yeah, seen we did. On television. Yeah, we got on the TV. Apparently, somebody on Twitter said that we showed up on the broadcast. Look at that. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Matt Van Winkle looks so proud to be and sitting he's, there. He's locked in on the game. His, oh yeah, his hometown it, Giants. You know, road game. He's uh, and then your wife <laughs> is just like cruising Facebook <laughs> on her cell phone. My and daughter's somewhere watching. Behind is Isley is sitting behind this woman who's getting drunk off of this <laughs> bag of margarita. What a day at the ballpark! You're, oh you're, man, it was a day. It was your fun. wife and daughter just immersed in cell phones, and then you just look yeah. so proud. Yeah, bringing a four year old to a a baseball game and sitting in the tenth row is was not my my best move, but we had a good time. It was good weather. Giants lost, but yeah, it was fun. And you been like up to Target ball- Field for a while. That's a nice ballpark. It's really nice. It's easy to get in and out of. It's it's well laid out. Um, you know the food's expensive as <laughs> everywhere is. <laughs> what? So you think the those are margaritas in those? I don't know. It looks like sangria. Bags. It looks like wine, like a bag of wine or sangria or those people. But it looks like they brought them in. That does not look like they'd sell that. <laughs> They're getting smashed right there. <laughs> Well, I'm glad the weather was nice for you, Van Wink, because um, I I was at the coldest game in Twins history back in uh, 2018. My now brother-in-law was having his bachelor party up there in Minneapolis, Mm. and one of the functions was to go to the game. It was 27 degrees at first pitch. It was horrible. Hey, I was our seats were in the shade. You weren't you also at the coldest Vikings? That one when I was at the Vikings game, yeah, that they had to move 
out to TCF Bank Stadium because the Metrodome roof collapsed. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I got shit for bringing my glove to the game. Who gave you shit? People on Twitter. Oh, man, no, that's that's old school. I like. We were it. sitting 10th row. There was like three balls in the first inning that came within a section of us. I got to protect my family, man. Yeah, okay, so you're doing that to protect. You're not like old <laughs> old guy wants to just catch every foul ball that no. comes his way. I would have given it to a kid or gave it to my daughter. Now, I was actually reading something yesterday about baseball, and I actually watched the majority of a baseball game last night, the Braves-Dodgers. You're Dodgers. shitting me. No, really you didn't. Really? Yeah. Um, the games are like 30 minutes faster now. You just learned this? No, I, but I was actually We talked doing about this week one. I know, but like now we've got two months full of this, and like it's, yeah. it's like a real Yeah, I could like definitely tell thing. being there. I, this is my first TV major ratings game. are up. Attendance is up. Yeah. Like, they're... This is a really big deal. I think I could tell a difference the being there. Honestly, the game was you know it was about three hours still, but it moved at a good clip. You know, guys were getting in and out of the box. You could definitely tell in between innings things were moving faster. And stolen bases are up like fifty percent this year. Yeah, so far after two months, just uh, feels like they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the right move that baseball made. I just worry that it, it's too late. For me. Well, that's the problem. It's like, I mean, I always use this example. Ross Peterson and I always, he's a huge baseball fan. I was, I'm kind of like, I I like my Braves, but I would never watch the Giants and the Twins like, like Matt did yesterday. But like Mike Trout could walk into the majority of bars in America and nobody would know. Mm -hmm. And he, in, in some people's opinion, is the greatest baseball player of all time. Some people right. believe that, he, and like most, a lot of people don't know who he is, which is mm-hmm. a, which is a major problem. So they gotta they gotta develop some stars. We are in the Channel Seed Studios as we continue to pay uh, our respects to all the great farmers and agriculture workers here in the great state of Iowa, courtesy of our friends at Channel Seed. Did you know Iowa has been the king of corn? We have produced more corn than any other state for almost two full decades. In an average year, Hassel, suck on this world, Iowa produces more corn than most countries do. Really? Yeah. So when you watch the Seahawks game and they show the cornfield... Quit bitching about it because we're really good at it. Just own it, okay, people? Oh, my my dad's gonna bitch. That he that's his pet peeve. He hates it. When they go to the shot of the combine out in the field. I love it. Hell yes. And make everybody think we're a bunch of farmers. Well, we should Well, be you proud gotta understand, that. Williams. We should be proud of that. My dad and I are big city folk. We were both born in Davenport. Yeah, but you guys are the minority in this state. Like most of us are from rural communities where this is a huge part is that true i don't know we might we might have to look that up i I don't think you're right about that because i think most people in iowa are probably from the larger metropolitan areas well we've we've gravitated to that where more people have moved to the cities and stuff but i would i would venture to say that 30 years ago it may be different i don't know are you are you backtracking on the statement you just made well i mean jobs are now you know what i'm saying there used to be more you, people living in Did you just get a fresh life. cut? You just get a fresh bit? Yeah, I took fresh Lady Gillette night. on that. Last night, yeah. 
What, After so, the Turtles game, I was getting a little bit... I hate it when it's just like like a week's worth of hair on top. So I you're just, just not going to let it grow out? You know, I That's, will after the summer, but like right now it's like, no, I mean, I'm just rolling. Why? Let that baby grow like a chia pet. Ch-ch-ch-chia. Yeah, you're all smooth. You're like a slippery seal up there. You can, uh, my wife likes to get a bunch of oil and, and yeah. rub my bald head. <laughs> she dips your Bald I rub it all over oil her goiter. Rubs it all over her body. Yeah. Matt, if you're laughing, that's a Seinfeld reference where um, this woman with a giant goiter, who Elaine is Elaine is doing the a, a program, as Chris would like to say, where she's giving back to elderly people. And this woman used to date Gandhi, and he used to rub his bald head all over her body. He used to dip his bald head in oil and rub it all over my body. Are you looking at my goiter? (laughs) Two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. Uh, Let's get to some college football stuff. We have Iowa-Iowa State stories. uh, I got to start with your Big Ten. I mean, this is a huge miss here. That moving these games to neutral fields. So we talked on Monday's show about this, you know, you know, this Kevin Warren situation where he didn't cross cross some T's and dot some I's and pretty significant stuff with NBC, and that these teams didn't want to play these home night games. <laughs> well, we're we're playing Michigan State, Penn State, which is usually one of the more marquee games in the Big Ten every year. November 24th, it'll be a night game at Ford Field. That's Black Friday. Black Friday night. Home of the Detroit Lions. This will be on NBC and Peacock. I hate neutral field games. We should abolish them from college football. And it's all because because Michigan State doesn't want to. I don't want to play a November night game at home. They're they're going bloom on us. Why do these teams not want... I've heard some some people say in my mentions on Twitter that these are well, one these stadiums, you know, they're not set up for uh, November night games. They're just not set up for that. What? Huh? How is let's be honest here. How is a three thirty game in November any different than a night game? It's already dark in the second quarter. What's the it's big so deal stupid. about starting a game at 7 or 8 o'clock on November 24th? I've been to plenty of just freezing cold games at Kinnick. Daytime, we do it at games every year. Yes. I, I just, why is this such a big deal to play a home game at night in November? It's the same I, I, thing about you damn Big Ten people and your stupid-ass Rose Bowl. Oh, oh we got to play it. Stop it. Just because your games have always been at 11 o'clock doesn't mean they have to be going forward. If you want to cash the check from NBC, you got to play your games when they tell you to. And they want you to play night games. That's what their contract calls for. You all signed it. Play the damn games when they ask you to. I get so sick of this. 
All these greedy athletic directors and college presidents. And you know what makes me more crazy hassle is the fans that will just blindly go along with it. Hmm. Oh, well, this is a great move. Well, just because I've seen a lot of that from Michigan State fans. They're like, well, yeah, this is well, okay. All right. Yeah. It would have been a good. Yeah. I, I saw some people Tell saying that it would have been a ghost and town. Restaurants. Tell that to the hotels and restaurants in East Lansing. That live people were saying that the stadium would be half empty. And it would be a ghost town in East Lansing because it's Lies. Black Friday. Yeah. I, why? They also told us that nobody would go to the games that the players started to get paid. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> wait. TV ratings are skyrocketing. It's all lies. Well, we want this NBC money, but we don't want to play the games when they asked us to. And it, I, I hate the, these neutral field games. I hate them in September. I hate them in November even more. I'll fight the. I I I, I can't stand the college yeah. basketball ones when we have to do this. Play the games on campus. Yeah, you know it's one thing to do a. Iowa did this 15 years ago or so. They played a game at Soldier Field against Northern Illinois. All right, it's a it's a game against an inferior opponent. Yeah, you, you get your fans get to travel to Chicago for a weekend. With nice weather, it's early and in the you season. Actually, Fine. You didn't Whatever. lose a home game for that either. That was the return game to right. Northern Illinois. Yeah, so the, like you, the return game. Yeah, you did not but, lose a home game. Yeah, for, for a regular season game and a, a rivalry game. That that is a right I mean, I guess every game in the Big Ten is like a trophy game, a rivalry game, I get it, but I I hate this. And it's gonna be sterile atmosphere inside Ford Field. It's senior night for Michigan State players. Oh, yeah, yeah, but Chris, they get a night in a hotel in Detroit. Oh, yeah. So, decent trade. Yeah, and I don't... You see the Thamel tweet that said... I think it was Thamel that said that Penn State and Michigan State have made major concessions on behalf of the Big Ten. Like, what's the concession here? Like, what... What concessions are Michigan State and Penn State making here? What's Penn State doing? This is better for Penn State. Yeah. They don't have they to don't play have to, on campus. This is great. Like, I, I would, if I'm an Iowa fan, how great would it be if Iowa, when, instead of having to go into Happy Valley for a whiteout, let's go to, oh, well, you know what, let's play this game in uh, Philadelphia. Great. It's not going to be as tough. Atmosphere won't be as good. Yeah, if Iowa had to play Michigan State in Ford Field, Iowa would probably have as many fans, if not more, than yeah, Michigan Yeah, said, moving this game to Ford Field was part of the horse trading with NBC and the Big Ten. Both Michigan State and Penn State made significant concessions for the good of the league. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand that part of it. What well, concessions? I, I, I can't, but it's just, I, I don't know. Because they're playing at 7.30 in November? You don't need – back to our local examples. So, like, Iowa State and Kansas State used to do this in Kansas City. Remember they played the two games in Arrow? Yeah, yeah, and, and the, that's true. The, at the time, those were programs, Chris, that, like, they needed the push. They needed something. Mm-hmm. They needed – Michigan State and Penn State are not at the point in their football programs where they need to do anything like this. I, I, I get it. I get kind of what Thamel's saying. Like, this is a concession by Michigan State – Michigan State's probably like, yeah, I'd rather have that check than the home game, like, right? Because I, I think I read too, but, so, and I didn't. So does realize it, do you read person. into that that NBC is forcing them onto to Ford Field? 
No. Because NBC forcing NBC's this saying, game. We, this is the game we want. We need a night game here. And the only concession I can think that Penn State would be making is if they're playing on a short week now because it's a Black Friday game. That's the only, right? Do, do they have a game before <laughs> that? Like, these bunch of babies, man. I'm, I, th- this whole deal is just so stupid to me. Why are we taking games off of campus? We're, we're, we're building this brand new kick-ass awesome playoff where we're all sitting there yelling, take the games to campus. Yeah. Now we're taking Big Ten rivalry games and moving them to Detroit? And all the money that we're putting into, all the money that's coming into these programs, going into these stadiums. So like, Look how much better Kinnick Stadium is now than it was 15 years ago. You guys aren't like this, are you? You guys will play night games in November, right? I... I, I well, I mean, if it was up to me, yeah, I, I think it's great. I don't see any problem with it at all. I mean, look, get they, your long underwear, get your coveralls, and get your ass out. To it's the not game. like nobody does this. I mean, they do it in the NFL all the way through January. But I think Kirk Ferentz is, would would definitely be one of those guys that would be against. This would be this. great for Iowa. You guys want cold, cold I, as I know. possible. It's better for the way you play ball. And night games at Kinnick? Come on. Like, Hell if they're yeah. coming to Iowa and saying, you know what, we want to put Iowa, Wisconsin at night in November, w- would Iowa really say, no? <laughs> you, know, we, you know what? No, we're, we're going to pass because we don't want to play a night game in November. It's just too late in the, in Let's the year. Let's move this to Chicago. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? We'll play. Let's let's go. We'll go to Minneapolis. We'll play in the, where the Vikings play. God, I, it just pisses me off too for the like bar owners and restaurants and hotels because you like, only get commun- yeah seven of these, these communities all year. year. Like, it's all like a family. These college towns and you have to work together. It's these are not big cities for the most part, right? There's not a lot of these college towns that are in metropolitan areas. And you're just screwing over your your partners. And that's another thing when you get to the TV money and all that stuff. NBC doesn't give a shit about the local restaurant that relies on these games. They don't right. care. Right. Because they paid millions upon millions of dollars for this primetime game. And damn it, they're going to get the game that they want. They're paying a premium for it. Although I would argue they're going to get a worse product because it's going to be on in Ford Field compared to on campus. I'll get off yeah. of my soapbox. I'm 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 right there with you, and I think a lot of a lot of Iowa fans feel the same way. Uh, but I I do think if you were to ask Kirk Ferentz, I, I I bet you he's one of those people that do not want these late November games at home at night. <laughs> I don't know why, other than the fact that that's the way it's always been. Yeah, and you know how Ferentz is. It's that that it you know he wants to keep it the way it's always been. The traditional Big Ten. I mean, come on, Rutgers would never play Thursday night night games, would they? Oh wait, they used to all the <laughs> screw with your tradition. There's there's been there's nobody in college football that has screwed tradition more than the Big right. Ten Conference. You know what? Tradition okay. t- tradition to me is not playing conference games against Maryland and Rutgers. <laughs> that would be tradition. I'm pointing like, a finger at you, Jim Delaney. Like you started all of this, okay? Don't bitch to me about your November night games. You guys chose all of this. This doesn't have to be this way. We could be doing it the way it used to be, the way you want it to be, but yeah. you chose. Every game kicks off at one yeah. local time. 
you wanted to go with NBC and you chose to have these primetime games where they are paying a premium. Now you can't bitch that they want these, they want the games that they paid for. It's unreal to me. I'm with you, pal. Here I am getting all amped up about my TV contracts. If only I cared about just general things in life as much as I do about realignment and television contracts. Your nipples are hard. I wish that you could have seen that. Uh, I want to remind everybody, I was lying in bed last night going through TikTok. Um, (laughs) we We got a guy named Chase who's doing TikToks for us. Does a really, really good job if you're not following iowa everywhere on tiktok we have like almost eight thousand followers on there and we've barely even been around so make sure yeah. to to follow us on there is another place where you can get our he does a good job with those you can get our content matt campbell says that the biggest move this is to the athletic i believe that scott doctorman was on uh the tailgate tour iowa state's been doing its annual tailgate tour here for the last couple of weeks i believe it wrapped up last night in des moines um, really some pointed words towards the old strength coach without mentioning his name uh, quoting Matt Campbell here we went away from serving the team and the mission of the development of a bigger faster stronger team we need to bench squat clean grow and develop these 18 to 22 year olds who are three star guys and make them into four and five star guys uh, yeah I thought this go- was an interesting article because you know, on the surface, I would think that most people, and I, I, probably the announced teams are going to do this next year when they go in a game. The biggest difference, oh, well, the offensive coordinator has changed. That's the big That's the big change. No, not according to Campbell. Campbell says the big change is the strength and coordinating, uh, strength and conditioning and development, that it was more about the last couple seasons was more about trying to stay healthy and be ready for Saturday as opposed to getting bigger, stronger, faster. And I thought that was uh, the key point of that article, was that Campbell thinks that is going to be the biggest change. And that was the biggest problem with this team. He said specifically, you'd line up against TCU, and he could see a major difference in the size of the players. And Iowa State had fallen behind the last couple of years. So what's interesting, too, is, I mean, if you go back, how many games did they lose in the fourth quarter? Like six. Oh, Jesus. So About every does, one of them except the TCU one that was lost in the first quarter. Yeah. Well, in the Iowa game that they won in the – sorry, <clears throat> I had to throw it at you. God. Um, you... What a terrible game that was if you go back and think about it. Somebody posted a, know, a video like of time, that. At the time, we didn't know how bad Iowa State was, and we didn't know how terrible Iowa's offense was. Like – now looking back at that Cyhawk game is like wow, um, but it does add up. I'm saying if you go back and look at Iowa State's season, knowing what Campbell just told us, like they were running out of gas in these games. What I think really interesting. So I remember when Matt made his first strength and conditioning move and brought on Dave Andrews, the guy who just got fired. It was after the Kansas State game. Brock Purdy's sophomore year so Brock had been hurt a lot he kind of regressed that sophomore year he had had a shoulder injury been just dinged up and they got beat at Kansas State this was the season that they played Notre Dame in Orlando and 
Iowa State lined up against Notre Dame as, as Hassel sodomizes his um, straw. Um, they lined up against Notre Dame, and it looked like an NFL team against a J- JV team, really is, is how it looked. And that's when Matt made the first one. Um, this guy did a pretty good job by all means during COVID, right? Because they were better than most of these teams, not not in the first game as they lost to Louisiana, but they they go on and win the Fiesta Bowl. And then from what I understand, Chris, it was like very scientific. They had these like things on their chest that tracked all of their like, like Iron Man. Yeah, like that that type of deal, and clearly it falls off. So that that was interesting uh, to hear from Campbell. More good reporting from our uh, our local guys. That was from Scott Docterman of the Athletic. Chad Leistico from the Des Moines Register gives us an update on season tickets for Iowa. <clears throat> Looks pretty good. Like I I feel like the based off of coming off of last year, as toxic as last year got, Chris ticket sales looks like they're 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 trending up for Iowa not a complete sellout like it was last year but uh, pretty encouraging yeah and I remember talking about how disastrous it could be ticket wise for Iowa going into this season because of not not just what we saw last year with the offense Brian Ferentz all that but the schedule I mean there there really are no marquee Home games. The best home game Iowa has is against Minnesota. That's like the marquee home game. That's the game they're going to do the the striped stadium. You don't have your home games. You don't have Ohio State coming in or Michigan or Wisconsin or it. It's so that was going to make it tough. On top of the fact that fans were really frustrated, but this is all transfer portal based. You go out, you get a quarterback, you start making some moves there, and you start giving people a reason to show up. Another thing they did, they dropped prices a little bit, which is extremely rare this day and age. Seems Good for like them. Price, and they didn't drop them by much, but certain tickets came down in price, and it it, it sounds like they are, they've sold about 90 somewhere low 90 percentage in um, season tickets and that most games are going to be mostly full at this point and they could sell more tickets. I think that's a huge win uh, based on where we were five months ago because it could have been disastrous. If they didn't do this in the transfer portal, I think this would be totally different. It would be a This story wouldn't have been written. (laughs) Either that or they wouldn't have... uh, they wouldn't have answered Lystico's questions about where season ticket sales are at. Sounds like it's pretty close to where they were in 2021, which, you know, every game wasn't a sellout. But uh, I think that's uh, concessions for prices, bring those down, and transfer portal, major factors in that. So that's that's good to hear if you're an Iowa fan. If I'm an Iowa fan, I'm, ex- I'm excited for this year. It's, it's, I'm not an Iowa fan, and I think it's fascinating. Like what they've done, it's it's definitely interesting. It is fascinating. Like I, oh, geez, I, be... I just that that home schedule is just so bad. I it's it's Thanks it's to too Jim bad Delaney. to get years like this. Yeah, you don't even you don't get Iowa State at home. It's I don't know. Making that money though, Chris. You got that New York market. You got the Washington D.C. <laughs> TV market. 
all these great markets. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> this is what we're doing, is we're going to move into the realignment conversation right now. You always try to bring everything back to that. Well, this is a big one today. It's like half of our rundown. What is? Realignment stuff. Pac-12. Well, it's half of our rundown every show for you. I, th- I actually just want to start a realignment podcast. It's all I do once a week here in Iowa, everywhere. I just talk about realignment. Pac-12 is well. a total disaster. I guarantee you that would be one of our biggest hit shows. People love this shit. They love it. It's perfect for talk radio. So Washington State <laughs> puts out a release. Kirk Schultz, the president, that they're basically doing a hiring freeze in their athletic department. Um, and they are a spending freeze because the Pac-12 is such a disaster. They they owe all this money to this. They they paid like for rent in like this Silicon Valley, like. <laughs> This old, this old commissioner Larry Scott was. I mean, he's literally. It's like Facebook, it and then it's the Pac-12. Um, they are upside down in in revenue, really. And without getting into too many boring details on that for people who don't follow this stuff as closely as I do, um, a couple of notes to add to this now. More from Jamie, or more from Scott Docterman at the Athletic, who spoke to Jamie Pollard. He says, "I've never felt stronger about the fabric of the Big Twelve. I've done this for eighteen years. Quite frankly, for sixteen and a half years, I still have scars, the scabs, the bruises from the Big Twelve being the conference that was ready to implode. I don't wish ill will upon any of my peers." But it is fascinating to hear not only the Pac-12 problems, but the ACC has got their own Groundhog Day. It reminds me of the Big 12 from 2010 to 2012. Then even to hear the latest news out of the Big 10 about Fox and the NBC challenges for once, the Big 12 is not having issues. So it's kind of refreshing. (laughs) And Pollard will always tell you what he thinks. And then to add to it, Chris... Barry Trammell, longtime columnist for the Oklahoma, and he's been there for like 30, 40 years, something like that. He's there, Randy Peterson. Source tells him Colorado is coming soon to the Big 12. So I, I, and I've been working on this story for years now, ever since Texas and Oklahoma left. And I was told weeks after Texas and Oklahoma left, the Big 12 will get those four corner schools at some point. I think we could be within a month from some of these schools starting to pull the trigger and the Pac-12 getting a um, yeah, What are we waiting on right now? So we're waiting on... The Pac-12 still doesn't have a formal offer for its television package for not this year, but the year after. Well, who's okay? going to offer them one when you don't even know who's going to be in the conference? Well, so basically these conference members are sitting around and, and waiting for the offer to see what the offer is. And if it's not what they like, they're going to leave. It's not going to be anything they like because nobody's no, – well, who wants – well, we're going to have uh, Colorado – come on. And we know that not only are these teams – those four teams probably going to go to the Big 12. We know that the Washington and Oregon are probably going to end up in the Big 10. Correct. They are screwed. And I, I don't like it for what it's worth. Like, I'm not oh, sitting here cheering this. I don't want 
I mean, come on, Central Florida is going to be in the Big Twelve now, right? Like, I mean, whatever. But like, I just wish I, we could. Get I didn't this like going. it. Would get it, figure it out, make the changes, and move the hell on. I hate that it, this is all happening over the course of a decade plus. And yeah. I'm, I'm worried it's not even going to stop. Well, and, and this is this would be the nightmare scenario for you. It is possible. I think that the Pac-12 could get like enough, like because it's a pain in the ass to change conferences. Like nobody really wants to change a conference. None of these schools are like. I mean, Nebraska probably did back in the day. Uh, I'm guessing Texas A&M did when they joined the SEC. But like, it is a pain in the ass, and usually it doesn't turn out that well for a long time. And. So I, I think it is possible that they get just enough where they're like, well, let's sign a really short-term deal, like a five-year grant of rights uh, to see to see if we can be tied, tied ourselves over for that long. So then it would just extend it more. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Pac-12 is screwed. I think those four-corner schools are all going to jump. And what will be really interesting there, Christopher, is what happens to Oregon and Washington. Because the Big Ten, by all means, doesn't want to add them right now. They could have if they wanted to. Right? Yeah, well, they could anybody right now if they wanted to. Yeah. So, like, will they, if they didn't want them then, will they be like, yeah, yeah we'll know, take them right? now because the Pac-12 is blowing up. I don't know how this is going to end, but... Get your popcorn, baby. If you're a realignment junkie like me, the next couple months are going to be awesome. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't take any more of it. I can't. I'm sick of it. It's politics. It's sports. It's business. This is the perfect story. It's everything coming together. How do you not have a massive eggplant emoji talking about this? Because I hate it. That's why. You drinking an IPA? No. <laughs> you want to know what the greatest flavor in the world is? Hmm. Chocolate. The world's greatest flavor is orange dreamsicle. Oh, God. Give me a break. The, like, vanilla that goes right in there with the orange? Orange I, dreamsicle. I don't like the orange flavors. Like, the, I, I, the orange starburst is the worst. I found an orange dreamsicle energy drink. Yeah, you got Rain. me hooked on those uh, quirks, the whip quirks. Oh, yeah. Those are fantastic, too. Weirdo. I think that's all I've got from the realignment. I want to give our shout-out to our friends at the Kenoyer Garden Centers, our partner of the month here in May. Oh, I remember I told Iowa you about everywhere. that flower I planted over the weekend? Did it die? All the didn't petals get came off of it. I don't know if a bunny came by and uh, chewed them off or what. It's probably the pool boy. <laughs> the pool boy chewed them off? <laughs> no pool Here's, work today, fellas. There's all that drilling they were doing just shook the, the, the they petals did, off. By the way, they did. The, the fence people cut the cord on our internet. So later that day, AT&T had to come out, relay the cable... And it's just laying on top of the ground. They're supposed you to come back funny? and bury it at some point. 
is they did that to there's a new internet provider in town and they were running they were running fiber everywhere and they cut our invisible fence. Oh my god. So all of a sudden <clears throat> Dirk's oh, ass is running all over the neighborhood again. He's heading over to Bloom's house to take his ninth dump of the day on his yard. <laughs> well, I I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, is it out of battery? And it just like I kept replacing the battery and it wouldn't work. And then I figured out, yeah, these internet people cut the invisible fence. Oh God, these workers, they just don't give a shit. I do want to thank our friends, Kyle and Stephanie Kenoyer uh, for working with us uh, here on Iowa everywhere. Kenoyer garden center. I've, it's, it's my new spot. I had never been there before this promotion. And now I, I won't buy our plants. I just put that whole garden in over the weekend. We showed you the uh, pictures on Monday, but Memorial Day is a huge, huge weekend for people to buy plants. I would encourage all of you to support our local friends at Kenoyer garden, garden center locations in Ankeny and also in Grimes. And if you are betting on the Indy 500, no, look, no other place. In Circus Sports, Circus Sports, Iowa. Who is it? Who's a who's a favorite over there? Uh, G- G- Joseph Newgarden. Matt, is- can you look these up? So, full disclosure, I'm a huge. I'm a racing. I, I like my racing, right? Well, you I, only like racing if if it's on dirt. I I do like Indy cars. I there was a span in my life where I watched Indy car more than anything. I am not at that point now because I just prefer Formula One. I like those open wheels. Yeah, the Indy 500 is just phenomenal theater. Do you watch it every year? Like I, no. I, that, you don't watch it at all? No. Really? I figured this would be one that you actually sat down for. Are you Surprised kidding me? By no. Why, why would you think that? Because you're an elitist. <laughs> Honestly, like I could see you being like, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's prestigious. It's I used to. Air. When I was a kid, I used to enjoy watching it. Emerson Fittipaldi. Al Unser Jr. Grant, uh, not Graham Rahal. Bobby Rahal. Bobby Rahal. Mario Andretti. Mm-hmm. Michael Andretti. Yeah. It's, uh, Matty, are you still looking up those odds? I, um, did you see that Tyrese Halliburton, former Cyclone, is driving the pace car for the Indy 500 this year? What? Yeah. He's leading him to the green, baby. Tyrese, look at that smile. You can't beat Tyrese. He's an all timer. Is he that big of a star in Indiana? Yeah, he's a big deal there now. I mean, he's getting a max contract, dude. Not that many of those guys in the NBA. He's a huge star there. And he's just so likable. He's, like, really big in the community. He does all that stuff. Pato Pato Award. Award. Is the favorite? Apparently. Scotty Dixon. Alexander Rossi. You've heard of these guys? You heard of any of these guys? I have heard of Scott Dixon, yes. Because I used to cover the old Iowa Corn Indy 250 yep. in Newton. Well, I, I, I stopped watching those, IndyCar when uh, when Danica Patrick left. Oh, that was it for you? Yeah. When she left, I was out. Did you Big see she, she was on the call for the F1 race? Yeah, she does in the Miami. American races now. I can't imagine F1 purists enjoy Danica Patrick calling. Oh, I F1. I truly believe that F1 fans from all over the globe absolutely despise what America is doing to their sport. Yeah, I'm sure. 
<laughs> like they have to just absolutely hate us. We're a bunch of morons. We don't know what we're talking about. Uh, like she does a pretty good job though. I mean, she's, she doesn't do the actual call of the race. She does like pre-race interviews and stuff like that. Okay. That's yeah. I just saw her in the post race in that Miami deal. Cause I tuned in to see what it was all about. And I was surprised to see her there. No, I think she, she didn't. A... She never did. She never did F1. No, she's not good enough. It's not has nothing to do with her being a female or any of that. She's you not good sexist enough. son <laughs> I knew of a it was bitch. Coming. <laughs> she's not good enough. You know how hard it is to get into F1? Like these IndyCar guys who are a lot of the best IndyCar guys are just not good enough to get into Formula One. They're just not. They can't get there. If they could, they would. It's like getting into the, you know, it's like the NFL and, the, you know, minor leagues, really. I mean, yeah. from that. Well, there's only 20 that, slots, too. Yeah. Like, the worst spot in Formula One is more prestigious than having the best ride. Yeah, racing for Williams. Yeah, and that's the Williams. iconic Williams team, baby. Jesus. They, every time I look at the standings, Williams is just dead last. I've thought about going all in on just becoming like a Williams racing like nut. But it's um, so hard when you're just fighting for 18th all the time. Yeah, they, like they celebrate. When they finish 15th. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got that going on. What are you doing for Memorial Day weekend? I'm going to be, like say, at the Ozarks. You got anything going on? Yeah, we might be heading over to Clearwater, which is over by Tampa. I got love that friends area. who just bought a house over there. We might uh, we might be heading over there for the weekend. Not, not 100% positive yet, but it sounds like that's what we might be doing. Um, I have to work. I work today and tomorrow, and then I'm off for the weekend and, and Monday. By the way, did you see those people on Twitter try to claim that nobody says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? I did, yeah. I'm a little bit torn here because you're the only person I know who says that, but... You're out of your mind. Being from rural Iowa, like, I get it. Like, Well, there's... we'll come over there on Wednesday. All kinds of people... In the Midwest, doesn't say the that. governor say it? The governor the gov- is one of them. Yes. How do you not know this? I'm not doubting you. I, we say a lot of weird things in this state. Like I'm not doubting you at all. We are announcing our campaign for re-election. We'll be we'll be holding a rally on Friday. Come on! I didn't just make this up. No, I'm not accusing you of that. You would never do such a thing. <laughs> There's so many of those, like the old, the crick. Go, let's go fishing down at the old crick. My dad says crick. My dad says crick. He says roof instead of roof. I think we've had this conversation before because my dad, he says orange. Oh my god! That yes. <laughs> I think we've had this conversation before. Hey, Dad, what color is that? Orange. I, I've got. Oh, I, yeah, I had a a lot of uh, responses. Like instead of, instead of hospital, people say hospital. How about library? I never heard that one. You library? ever heard library? Library. 
And the big one that I, the thing that I hate the most is High Rye points out is the dishwasher. I'm going to go wash my clothes. Yeah. Washington, D.C. Yeah, Washington, D.C. That's the one. (laughs) God. My father in law says wash. (sighs) Yeah, you see Kim Reynolds, the, the governor, not only does she say Tuesday, Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> she was talking about some podcast and she called it a variety program. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. I am recording with John Miller tonight, so we will have a uh, Memorial Day type of travel. I thought you podcast. guys just totally gave up on your show. I didn't think you got to do that anymore. Miller, so Miller moved. When now where did he move? He stayed in Kansas City, but he he moved. And he's been all over the damn country selling propane for the last month. So like, we just I haven't had I haven't been able to get with what. uh, Isn't that what King of the Hill, the guy in King of the Hill, wasn't he a propane dealer? Yeah, propane and propane accessories. (laughs) I I think I know what Miller's been doing. He's losing weight. What? He lost twenty two pounds. He says in four months. What's good for you, John? Way to go, buddy. Miller, he reinvents when I was with himself, Miller, I swear, every week, man. When I was with Miller in Vegas, he would just go to a buffet at like 8 o'clock in the morning and just crush it and then just eat Cheetos all day. What? Yeah, he'd, eat, he'd eat one meal in the morning and nothing the rest of the day. Oh, but, yeah, the Cheetos. Well, you're right, the Cheetos. How is he not just morbidly obese? He's got that metabolism. <laughs> One last um, topic to, to hit on today. I And I don't, I admittedly, I don't follow college baseball at all. Uh, when the cocks are good, I'll Oh, it's watch. because they, they, they disbanded your team up there in Ames. Correct. Like, I have no reason to, and I just... You know, I don't even really like pro baseball that much. You know, I, I mean, I like my, my team, but like, I... I, how do you even follow college baseball? Like it's hard, right? Like it's not. I don't. I've yeah. never cared about college baseball. It's difficult. It's In hard fact, to be a college. I didn't baseball even know that Iowa try. had a baseball team until like ten years ago. Yeah, that's my favorite when people will try and slight me. Well, you you guys don't even have a baseball team, you losers. I don't give a shit. I wouldn't go anyways. <laughs> Well, there there are these. Uh, I see it on Twitter now. These people following Iowa baseball, but I I can't get into it. I just if I, if I didn't grow up watching it, caring about it, well, you're we not going to get me now. Yeah, we used to go to the go to Rosenblatt for the College World Series a lot when I was a kid. I've never been. Never... I hear it's I hear I hear it's fun there in Omaha, yeah. but, uh, but that's we never having the Big Ten tournament right now. We never cared about the teams. 
it was always like, oh, we're just going to go to this event. It wasn't like, oh, man, we got to get there because Texas is playing. You know, like it, it, it was never about that. It was just all about the event. But apparently, and you, you pointed this out to me, that these suspended Iowa players have now missed 10 games. Yeah. That's because alarming. Of this, because of this gambling thing. That's alarming. That tells me right there that this is a bigger deal than maybe I thought it was to begin with. That, and look, like I said, I don't really care about baseball, but if there are football players involved, which it sounds like there are, um, this could be a major, major story whenever it comes out who these players are and how long they could be suspended for if the because you if it's 10 games for baseball you're already looking at I mean that that's at least multiple football games if you're a basketball player that's several basketball games that's what it tells me right now is that this is a this is going to be a, a problem. I put a little context in it. So from what I understand of where they're at in this investigation or whatever is they're still waiting for DCI to give these schools information on like what actually occurred. So, like, I think the schools know who is being investigated, but they don't know exactly what they did. But if they're not going to be punished, let's just say these baseball players, if the punishment wasn't going to be 10-plus games, wouldn't they have given these schools the okay to, you know what, they've, they've sat out enough for what they did. You can start playing them again. Well... Okay, so I think this would be the issue here with Iowa. Iowa baseball screwed. I said from the beginning I didn't think these guys would play this year because the reinstatement process with the NCAA hasn't even begun. The NCAA is not going to do that, Chris, until they know what these guys did. And so they're waiting on the criminal aspect of this, and then we still have to start. So let's say Iowa played these guys, right, and then the – NCA deems them like uh, worse or whatever than they thought, then you could have to give up the whole season for everybody. So they can't play them until the NCAA has cleared them, and that is not going to happen by the time this season is over because they don't have the information. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't this- think that this nec- – but I, I agree with you that the football players involved here for both schools – at least half the season, I think. And still, the other shoe has not dropped. There has, as Cole points out in the comments, this hasn't happened anywhere else yet. Correct. We were Why? all thinking, and we all we all know that this is taking place everywhere else. But why hasn't anything else come out? Why is this just an Iowa thing? Why? Why? was the DCI, which is basically the state FBI, and not every state has the same sort of branch. I, I've looked into this. Like In a lot of other states, there's no such thing as the DCI, the 
state police or state troopers kind of handle the same sort of tasks. But Iowa has its own thing. Iowa and a handful of other states have their own task force to do these kinds of things. Do they have more resources? Do they have more time on their hands to look into things like this? And why were they doing it in Iowa and nowhere else? There's got to be a reason, and nobody can give me that. Asking people behind the scenes. Everything I've put together points me to believe that whatever happened happened first with Iowa baseball. And then DCI opened up a larger, more broad investigation after that. But I don't know anything for a fact. That would feels like in, in baseball is the only sport going on right now. So if football was going on right now, those guys would all be waiting in the wings too, just like it's going on well, with baseball. And who's to say anything is going to be figured out in the next three or four months? Then you're yeah. going to have to hold these football players out. Correct? Yeah, the there's no way that if if there's a if there are football players involved at either university, I would be shocked if any of those guys are playing in the Cyhawk game this year. We'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. There's just no way it's not if they bet on anything at least a third of the season. L- Best case scenario, I I think that's just my it's just my opinion. Unless in the next month, fifteen other states have something similar happen, and the NCAA has to blow the. But I thought we'd see more by now. I know for some reason too. it's just our state. And and when we heard about what the, I guess criminal activity was, I just. I didn't think it was that big a deal. It's not. You know what else is criminal? When I drove my, I dropped my kid off, and then I I was speeding to get here to be able to do the show in time. That's criminal activity. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If I would have gotten a ticket, it would have shown up and said the state of Iowa versus Chris Williams. That's what it would have said. Like it doesn't necessarily. So like when you see an Iowa's press release the word criminal it doesn't necessarily mean you're going away in handcuffs right criminal the criminal aspect of this is, is like paying a hundred dollar fine a 19 year old betting yes. on the super bowl i that I, I i don't care about that but apparently that doesn't matter that this could be a much bigger problem than we originally thought I think even though it's not, even though it's, we've been assured that it's not like point shaving, anything like that. Which, you know, the gaming commission has been on the record saying that that's not the case. Correct. So, I mean, it it certainly looks to me like there's some player. I think guys. I think I can safely say guys. I don't think there's any female athletes from what. So apparently, the gambling audience is much larger in the male pop. Shocking that the males are the ones pissing away their money on sports betting. That makes me feel better about next year's Iowa State women's tennis team. Finished number eight in the country. Yeah, so and, Where'd and Iowa finish? Anybody get in trouble. Where'd Iowa Does finish? Iowa have a women's tennis team? I, I don't know. I hope that you don't, because I was going to shame you into the baseball conversation. <laughs> I have no idea. I think they do. I think you guys do. I, just, I, I don't know. 
They probably right. do. Because of Title IX, you have most yeah. colleges have more women's sports programs than uh Yes. There it is. Oh, they went oh, they wow. go? thirteen and ten. You guys only went thirteen and ten. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Did they play Iowa State? Oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah, got your asses kicked. Oh man, 0-4. Iowa State won four. Yeah, that was when we clinched the uh, Cyhawk Trophy. Remember that? Oh, was it? Yeah. The fake Cyhawk Trophy. Come no, on, the real one. The only one that matters is the football one. Yeah, we got that too. Mm-hmm. You do have that for the first <laughs> time in a decade. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Go enjoy Clearwater. I love that area of Florida, by the way. Anna Maria Island, Santa Bell. We'll those are I my... don't know. I don't know. We might not go if uh, the dog is still puking all night long. Where do you put your dog? You kennel her up? Like, what do you what do you do with? Yeah, I'll you take leave? her over to the the, the the camp. What's it called? Pet Lover Central. Oh yeah, that those dogs love that. The one we take Dirks to up there in Ames, they get their own TV. The what? dogs do. Yeah. Now that's overkill. It, it decreases anxiety. Watch TV? And you can pick, the owner can pick what channel it's on. So I always put mine on like sports so that he let's feels right at home. Let's turn on MC22. See what's, see what's going on today on uh, MIC22. We got BJ calling some they, bowling. They probably put on tennis, watching the dogs watch the balls go back and forth. Oh, that, might, that would be a good one. I'm glad Van Weeks got to go to the game. His wife... Wife and daughter got some good cell phone time there. <laughs> Appreciate you, Hassel, Maddie Van Winks. Thanks to our friends at Circus Sports Iowa. We're presented as always by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery and the Channel Seed Studios. Have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the time with your families. Later. Iowa everywhere.